Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Stand up for your country. You know, the two most tragic things that President Biden has done are affecting all of us. And tonight I want to talk about one of them. The first one is is minimizing America's economic potential by attacking the fossil fuel industry. I mean, Joe Biden did that pretty much by himself at the behest of the Green Warriors. We have done that, and I want to get into something that is going to get a lot worse quickly, and that is the border, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. I have to tell you, it's inexplicable why a president of the United States would invoke an open border policy. Now, the Biden administration will deny it, but the numbers are staggering. And I just want to give you the latest stats. We've just got these in. So last year, 2021, ICE, that is the enforcement arm of the federal government on illegal immigration, issued 46% fewer detainers to local and state law enforcement agencies than it had the year before. 46%. Now, what is a detainer? Come back to me for a moment, please. A detainer is basically a warrant that says to the local and state authorities, you have to hold this person in confinement and we will pick that person up and take jurisdiction over that undocumented person because the state and locals have arrested the person in the commission of a crime. All right, they weren't convicted, but just the arrest gives the federal government the power to detain. 46% fewer in a year, and there aren't fewer crimes. Keep that in mind. Secondly, you put this back up on the screen. ICE arrested 48% fewer convicted criminal aliens than the year prior. 48%. Now, the year prior was Trump. And finally, ICE deported 63% Fewer undocumented criminals, 63%. Why? What is this? I just, and you can't get an answer from the Department of Homeland Security or the president. Now, you'll remember way back in, um, let me get the exact date here, July 1st, 2015, 32-year-old Kate Steinle was shot and killed while walking with her father in San Francisco. The guy who killed her is Jose Garcia Zarate, who was deported five times and had a warrant out for a sixth deportation when he shot that girl dead. Okay? So I drew up Kate's Law, a journalist me. I drew it up. Okay, and it said, if you are an illegal alien and you come back to America after being deported, okay, and you have a felony on your sheet here, you get a minimum five years for coming back in a federal penitentiary. Reasonable? I think it is. Well, you know who killed it? Mitch McConnell. Wouldn't put it up for a vote in the Senate. Had the votes. Would have passed. Wouldn't do it. Why? Because I wrote it. He admitted that. 
well, I'm not going to let O'Reilly write legislation. Well, then you write it. You write it then, Mr. McConnell. Now we don't have it. So that you can brutalize people in the United States, be deported on taxpayer money, come back as many times as you want. And you don't get any punishment from the federal government. Does that make sense to you? So Biden has put this on steroids, on absolute steroids. And now the Department of Homeland Security tells us this week they're gearing up for another flood of migrants into the USA this spring. And there are 30,000 of them already gathered in Guatemala about to make the trek up here. What's Biden going to do about it? Nothing. So the prediction is two million undocumented people will have encounters with U.S. Border Patrol agents this fiscal year. Two million. And you know what? Another two million just got in and the Border Patrol didn't even see them. And tons of narcotics, which is why hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying from overdoses. There is no interdiction on the border because the Border Patrol is overwhelmed with migrants. Biden doing anything about it? Biden talking about it? White House press corps asking him about it? No. What a GD disgrace. I'm sorry. I have to be this adamant about this. There's no excuse. There are not two sides to the story. You either enforce immigration law or you don't. And the president of the United States is not for no reason. He hasn't given a reason. Now, if the Republicans win the House and the Senate in November, which is likely, Biden could easily be impeached on this. Convicted? Probably not. Republicans aren't going to control two-thirds of the Senate. But this is one of the biggest derelictions of duty I have seen. And you know I'm a historian. You know I know what the others did. Nobody has done this. And yet, silence from the corporate media. Awful. And that's the memo. Okay. President's schedule today was basically all about COVID. He got a booster. Uh, this is his second booster. And he actually lunched with Kamala Harris. I wonder what they had. And anyway, so uh, he gave a little uh, uh, remarks on the covid and uh, he's going to make it easier for everybody to get boosters or whatever it is. Here, here it is. The vaccine only covers you for four months. That, that's what it is. So you're going to have to get boosted. I'm going to get, I already got the booster. I'm going to get the next one. All right. FDA says it's okay. Moderna and uh, Pfizer. I know a lot of you say, oh, I don't trust them. On personal decision, I got so much to do. I can't be on my back with COVID. So I'm going to get the booster. The second one. I'll get it. And that's what Biden did today. Ukraine update. Day 34. Now the UN says 4 million people have fled Ukraine. And of course, Poland and other countries have to take care of them. Um, Don't believe anything coming out of uh, Moscow. They're not going to tell you the truth about their military strategy there. Um, So that's, you know, a waste of time. I don't even bother telling you about it. The British Defense Ministry, and they have, as the CIA does, they have operatives and good intel inside Russia. 
Uh, they say that uh, military units are taking a beating, Russian military units in the country. I believe that. I do believe it. So I, uh, I tapped my uh, old professor uh, at Harvard to come talk to us today, but I want to set this up a little so you know the importance of this discussion. Okay, so Graham Allison uh, was the dean of the Kennedy School uh, at Harvard when I attended. All right, when they allowed me in, which was a huge mistake on their part. I think it was a clerical error. Anyway, I showed up and I didn't know Graham Allison, but I met him and he did a really good job at the school. And that's coming from a guy who's very skeptical of pinhead professors. So subsequently, over the years, I followed uh, Dr. Allison's writings. And I think he is the best expert on China in the world. Now, Russia, I don't know, but he does, obviously, the Kennedy School uh, is deeply involved with studying what's happening with Putin and Russia. Now, many colleges these days don't have academic discipline, but Harvard does. All right. It may be crazy socially, and it is, but they are analytical. All right. And it's it's likely outcome. So if I do a paper and it's full of speculation, I get a D. If I do a paper where analytics are used and then likely outcomes are derived, then I'll probably get a good grade. And I got pretty good grades at Harvard because they want to get me out of there. All right, that's why. So joining us now from Cambridge, Massachusetts is Graham Allison. He's the uh, Douglas Dillon Professor of Government at the Kennedy School at Harvard and the former dean, as I mentioned. All right, that's a pretty good buildup, so don't let us down here, okay? Uh, thank you, Bill, but just one thing you got wrong. We were proud to have you as a student. We were <laughs> yeah. proud of you as a graduate. Thank and you. I'm proud to say you were a graduate. Thank you. That's very kind of you, Dean. Uh, likely outcome for Putin. How are you guys seeing it? Well, uh, the first thing to say about what's going on is that we should all take a deep breath and realize that we're members of an audience in a theater of war. We usually think about theaters of war in military terms as if that was a geographical domain, but I think the metaphor is powerful as we watch images flashing across our screens and hear the clashing of symbols to know that while on the one hand, there really are bombs and bullets killing people on the battlefield, at the same time, all the parties, uh, the Russians, the Ukrainians, indeed the Americans, are engaged in an intense information war. And the superstar that's emerged in this, interestingly, is President Zelensky, who actually has taken information warfare to an entirely new level. I think he's been brilliant at this. Uh, partly he's taking advantage of his previous career, uh, but he has risen to the occasion but what this means is that for us, as we're trying to observe what's going on, is that we should uh, have a degree of skepticism. Uh, we should know the things that we know about wars for the last uh, many centuries. First, uh, we know that war is thick with fog. It's almost impossible to impenetrate. We know that truth is the first casualty of war. As Churchill said, it's so precious, it has to be wrapped in a bodyguard of lies. We know that as Klauswitz taught us, that 
there's huge friction that occurs when perfect plans are translated into operations. We know that the first report we hear is almost always wrong. So I think if we start there, we have to accept that we have a degree of uh, humility about the ability to understand where this may end. I, 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 so I, that's what I wrote about last week. Start with the theater. That does not mean that we can't try to infer or can find some signals in the noise. At this stage, it's very clear that uh, the Russian military forces underperformed in a way that is uh, surprised and required for them to regroup and refocus. It's clear, surprisingly, that the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people have shown themselves to be so courageous and so uh, determined to resist. So that's been very impressive. It's clear that uh, Zelensky has actually emerged as the statesman of the hour. And basically, I would say the most impressive of the statesmen that we're watching on the international stage, uh, both in terms of the strategy, but also in terms of the, of the showmanship. All right, so let me stop you where, there. Where this is going to end, I don't know. And I have some specific Putin questions. In my sure. mind, and from what I'm analyzing, Putin is responsible solely for the war. Doesn't look like the Russian people want it or the um, government in Moscow. It's him. He wants it. He's responsible. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Not, not, a, not 100%, but 90%. Yeah. All right. He's got to have the military generals go along with yeah. it. But the military generals weren't going in pounding a table going, hey, we got to take Ukraine. I don't believe no. they were. Right. Okay. Number two, Putin now is isolated and he's never going to come back into polite society. He'll never be welcomed anywhere in the Western world. Yes or no? Yes, 95%. Okay. Third, there is a chance because of the sanctions that the Russian people themselves will be so harmed, and we're talking basic food, fuel, quality of life, that they will rise up against Putin. What are the odds? Well, I, let me make it more complicated. I would say uh, possible, but given the extent of the Russian security services, uh, Basically, they can tolerate a great deal of discontent in the population. But where, where I would strongly agree with you is that as the people, the influentials in the governing class, the military, the security, the oligarchs, and others, see that basically they are getting tarred by Putin's uh, uh, atrocities. Am ambition. And they're going to get... They're going to get canceled from the world as well. Yeah. Their yeah, fortunes going to be in isolated. Switzerland, their, their fortunes in Switzerland or in England or wherever have now been jeopardized. The chance for their kids to go to school at Kenyon, that's going to happen. So the hope would be that eventually they look and they say, this bastard is ruining the future of the country that we care about, and they'll find a way to deal with them. Okay. But that's going to take a little while. Now, well, it could. We, one of the we, things we know is that these just they they I mean trying to predict when a coup or uh, an assassination happens. I mean that's a 
fool's errand. We just know that the conditions are right, that quite normal people could conclude that. Yeah. Right. Putin can't go out on a bike ride. Okay. Final Putin question now. Putin's rationale for invading Ukraine was he didn't want a threat on his Western border. Didn't want a NATO threat or any sympathy. Now he's got five times as much threat as NATO moves in troops, arms, everything into Poland, the Baltic countries. He, so everything that Putin does or has done in this has worked against him. I don't see one positive for Putin. Do you see one? I agree with you completely. If you had, if you had designed a program for discrediting the things that, or for, for losing the things that he says he cares about. First, not having threats on his border. Excuse me, he's done more to reawaken NATO than anybody could conceivably have done. Yeah. He's the only person that's gotten Germans to start rearming, to move to 2% of defense. That's one of his nightmares, but he succeeded in doing that. He's the only person that has uh, gotten people to look at his regime and see what an evil regime it is. All right, and let me stop you. So if he were at the Kennedy I'd school, say he's, he's losing, losing, and losing. Yeah. Of course, there's not one positive coming out of this for Putin. Let's go to China. So she, it seems to me, and you're much more in tune to this than I am, is now going back. So in the beginning, he was, well, they were my best partner. We're going to be partner now. We're going to do all kinds of deals. And they did a coal deal for you all your global warming warriors. Um, Soviet Union's going to send coal, lots of coal, to China who's building new coal plants in order to befoul the whole planet. Now, she has got to know it ain't going well for Putin. Though I don't think he's going to throw in with Putin. Am I right or wrong? I would say wrong. Uh, so you may have seen the piece I wrote a couple of weeks ago before the, as the war just started. And it's a Washington bet. The question is, will she have Putin's back in this war? And to try to make this vivid to some friends in the administration, I said, well, let me provide for you the briefing chart that uh, Xi's staff will have presented him as he's thinking about whether to throw in his lot with Putin on the one hand with the invasion or alternatively to oppose the invasion. Uh, and I gave the reasons why he might think this is to his advantage and the reason to China's advantage and the reason why he might think it's to China's disadvantage. So I start with the fundamentals there and I can take you through those if you want. No, the main thing is the more time, yeah. the more time yeah. the U.S., the more time the U.S. and the world is focused on Russia and Europe, the more time it's not thinking about China. And all he really wants from the U.S. is to be left alone. Okay, so turmoil works in favor of China, but certainly economic turmoil does not because it's an export economy. And Biden well, and the uh, depends, West made it depends. clear. Go ahead. The question is whether the disruption to of the economy for China will cause more pain for China then the disruption of the economy for the U.S. creates for Biden. Uh, right. And uh, the disruption for Europe 
creates for Europe. So the question is, is this lose-lose? Yes, but can I lose less than you lose? Or can I afford to lose better than you can afford to lose? So can you I think suffer more she than you is going to stay with, Bi with Biden? Uh, with I, think, I think all the evidence so far is, no, he will do all, everything he can do cosmetically to make this uh, confusing. And he will call for ceasefire, peace, let's do this, let's do that. So he'll try to soften because right. this is so contradictory to the fundamental principles of international order that he keeps preaching, which include sovereignty and territorial integrity. So you can't make that. Yeah, but then you know those guys. But I'll tell you what, together. Professor, we got to let you go, but made yeah. it harder for China to invade Taiwan because the world Absolutely. has come together against Putin. So we and really appreciate it. News. Yeah. And we'll have you back, I hope. And uh, thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are. And I think everybody in my audience all over the world got a lot out of that conversation. So thanks again, Dean. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. So uh, on the uh, domestic front, as we went over yesterday, Joe Biden wants to raise taxes on the wealthy. Uh, he wants to tax not only what they have, but what they may have. That means paper profits. That's unconstitutional. Government can't take what you might derive in profit. That'll never pass muster. But the socialist Elizabeth Warren wants it. Go. But now, when we've got so many billionaires who have all of this huge unrealized gain in stock, and they manage to live massively lavish lifestyles without ever paying anything or paying only a small amount in federal income taxes, we can't keep that up. So many billionaires. You want to know how many billionaires there are in the USA, according to the IRS? So there's 330 million people here. Billionaires, 745. That's it. That's all. It's infinitesimal. Democratic Party wants to control the economy. The way you do that is taking property and assets away from the American people. That's it. Thank God for Joe Manchin. He says he's not going to vote for this, so it'll die. 57%, by the way, of U.S. households don't pay any federal income tax at all. Free ride. They have to pay Social Security taxes and all that, but they get that back at the end of the rainbow. Okay? But Democrats and the Socialists just want to gut what the affluent have. That's what they want. That's what this is all about. All right, there's a poll about uh, 2024 hypothetical election, Trump versus Biden. This is from Harvard Harris. Uh, 1,990 registered voters. They couldn't go to 2,000. I don't know why. And here is the finding. Donald Trump gets 47. Biden, 41. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And if uh, Harris was going to run, Trump, 49. Harris, 38. Landslide. Oh, this is all BS, you know, but... I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I'm going to stick to it. Joe Biden, no way he runs for re-election. There's no way he's going to do it. And Harris can't. And that's why I think Michelle Obama, you know, I think they're going to put pressure on her. All right, Disney. Now, Disney, I've never seen a corporation put itself at such great risk in my entire life. This is just so insane. You don't think there's going to be a backlash against you, Disney? 
for telling parents they have no right to monitor what their five, six, and seven-year-olds hear at school about gender identity? Is that what you're telling me, Disney? All right, so um, we reported this last summer, but I think uh, it's worth running the soundbite again. It is front of the head of Disney diversity and inclusion, Vivian Ware. Go. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. No more boys and girls. Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, didn't they say boys and girls all the time? Uh, Annette and Jimmy and all those Mouseketeers? I don't know if you could have Mouseketeers anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, my prediction is that even though the theme parks will still draw, Disney as a corporation is in dire trouble. Okay. I was on Hannity Radio today. We got to post it on BillOReilly.com. The conversation, which surprised me because Hannity doesn't tell me what he's going to ask me because I go on there every Wednesday. And I wanted to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Fine with me. Uh, and I gave him a take I don't think he was uh, ready for. And I hope you listen to the radio broadcast. Again, it's posted on BillOReilly.com. It was a very interesting 20 minutes. So I'll steer you there. So there's a poll from Blue Rose Research. Never heard of them. But, of course, my staff uh, brought me the information. It's a Democratic polling outfit. Okay, Blue Rose Research. So apparently they called or they had an online poll and 2,162 people answered. The question was, who do you think was more wrong, Rock or Smith? Rock 52, Smith 48. Now, I don't believe that for a second. I mean, I believe that... the dopes on the internet answered it, but I don't think that reflects the American people. I mean, Rock tells the lame jokes. All right. Shouldn't have done it, but so what? All right. And then this guy launches and slaps him and more people think Rock's at fault. Come on. He's dopey. Another poll, one poll. This is a legitimate outfit. 1,003 adults. Couldn't just do 1,000. Um, they asked, respondents were asked whether or not they agreed Will Smith should be charged by the LAPD for assault. Agree 66% want him assault charges. 14, that's all. Don't. Unsure 21. I don't think they're going to charge him. I, don't, I mean, they don't even charge people who, in L.A., L.A. County, where this was, they don't, they don't charge anybody. I mean, you could go and hijack a car. <laughs> so Will Smith's going to get, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Now, here's a serious story. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, 
delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. As you know, I was a high school teacher. When you're a high school teacher, the only way to control your class of urchins is to have discipline in a class. Okay? And you are not a good teacher or a value teacher to the urchins unless your discipline is fair across the board. You have to teach all the kids the same. You have to discipline all the kids the same. You have to be fair. All right? I knew that going in which is why I controlled my classrooms, I very rarely had any trouble. I was tough, but I was fair. Tacoma, the Clover Park School District, suburb of that city in Washington State. 12,000 students, okay? Now, discipline in the Clover Park schools, not going to be based on what the urchins are doing. It's going to be based on their skin color. Roll the tape. Since this meeting, parents have been commenting on the Clover Park School District public Facebook page, with many believing the policy change would, quote, likely offer harsher punishments to white students, even if the conduct is identical to that of a black or Hispanic student. Another insanity from the progressive left. Now, you have to understand, <clears throat> California, Oregon, Washington State, in the big cities, all right, San Diego may be an exception, South California, but all the other big cities up the coast are crazy progressive left. L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Tacoma is attached to Seattle. Okay, so now this school board votes that if a black kid gets out of line and does something, the discipline that black student gets is not the same, is less than what a white student would get. It is called culturally responsive discipline. Now, I know I'm going to get letters that say, oh, it's not against the law. There's no law that says high school teachers have to be fair. And all rules in a high school or grammar school or middle school have to be enforced equally. There's no law. Maybe there should be, but there isn't. These local school boards can do what the deuce they want to do. And now, in this school district, Clover Park, if you're a white kid, your punishment is going to be harsher than a minority kid. You can't run a school like that because it divides the children. It pits them against each other. Progressive loons. We are all Americans. We are all subject to the same laws. If you are going to pervert that, 
if you are going to single out a group, no matter what group it is, for special treatment, you disintegrate the fabric of our society. Now, if I'm, I would never in a million years send my kids to any school that did that. And that's what should happen in Clover Park. Every parent pull that kid out, put him in a private school. Private school would be happy to have him. And then they won't have anybody in the school. Even the African-American parents, is really, is that what you want? Unequal justice? Boy, just driving me crazy. You think you're going to see this on World News tonight? Good Morning America, Today's Show? Huh? You think? You're going to see this story? You're not. That's why they get away with it. At least the Seattle local media did it. This day in history, March 30th, 1867. The United States bought Alaska. This was the greatest deal ever. Okay? So it was engineered by the Secretary of State, William H. Seward. You never heard of him. You should have heard of him because he was a pretty smart guy. He was Secretary of State for a long time under uh, Lincoln and under his predecessor, Johnson, Andrew Johnson. So Seward negotiates a deal where the United States buys Alaska for $7 million in gold. And that goes to the Tsar in Moscow which is really far away from Alaska. Russia is the largest country on the planet. If you look at the map, it's humongous. But Moscow's in the western part of the country. They don't have anything to do. So they'd be like, ah, what do we want Alaska for? All right? So the price was two cents an acre. Alaska, of course, the biggest state in the Union, became the 49th state in 1959. It is larger than Texas, California, and Montana combined. That's how big that state is. I've been to, from Fairbanks down, I've been to it. I didn't go, I went a little past Fairbanks, which is the capital in the middle of the state. Um, No, it's not. Juneau is the capital, I'm sorry. Fairbanks is is the city up in the center of it. Juneau is the capital. Okay. So I know Alaska, I've seen Alaska, it's beautiful. It's really worth your while. So we got it, and Alaska's 50 miles from Russia, across the Bering Strait, just 50 miles. So Sarah Palin said, you know, she looking out and see, you can't really do that, but maybe she had a really good telescope, I don't know. But anyway, this was the greatest deal. This was better than Manhattan when the Dutch bought it from the Indians because Alaska... And now, with all of those energy reserves up there, but can't touch them under Biden. That'll change. When Biden leaves and his whole progressive crew gets kicked out, and they will, we'll go back to being a sane country. All right, mail segment, and then a final thought of the day, which uh, you're going to like this final thought. You know, I try to make them really personal, and this is about something you may be having trouble with. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall, 
and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply All right, let's get to the mail. Barbara Manning, Galen, Michigan. Mr. O'Reilly, we turn to you for accurate reporting. Thank you. What is the reason Ukraine did not join NATO? Well, it was complicated, but it was Putin. So Putin put a pro-Russian president in, and then the Ukrainians dumped that guy, and Zelensky got in. But Zelensky knew that if he tried to get into NATO, Putin would do exactly what he's doing. So that's why. Mike Marol, Lake Placid, Florida. The Oscars have been over for years. Can you imagine someone back in the day going up and slapping Johnny Carson and Bob Hope over a joke? I can't. I can't. Again, a really good conversation. Uh, me and Sean Hannity is posted on BillOReilly.com. Terry, we are tired of watching one catastrophe after another. Verbal blunders are bad enough at home. Two biggest issues to me are the open border and all that comes with it. And Biden's undoing our energy independence. Now, Terry, you wrote that letter on the message board before I got my talking points memo on the right. So you are smarter than me and you're absolutely right. Bill on a message board. You're right, O'Reilly. The Oscars have been worth watching ever since they took their wokeness badge of honor and demonized everyone who disagrees. And that's what it's all about. Al on a message board. So what exactly can Disney do to fight the don't indoctrinate our kids law? Nothing. It's virtue signaling. They can't do anything. Nothing. Alice, I really enjoyed and appreciated your comments on sugar. And I think it was a great idea to go through Tom Brady's diet. We did that last night. I hope you all saw it. Remember, premium members and concierge members of BillOReilly.com can see the no spin news whenever you want. That is a big perk. Uh, Stephen Ramirez, Tucson, Arizona. What type of drinks do you recommend, O'Reilly? Energy drinks? You know, anything that has less than 15 grams of sugar in it, depends on what you like. But if it's over 15 grams, no. No. But you got to look at the label. I drink a lot of water. You know, I mean, fills you up and... Marilyn Rustell, Nellisville, Wisconsin. Thanks for the great laugh, Bill. I wish I had been in church 
with you when you asked the guy with the big water bottle if he hoped the priest would turn it into wine. I thought it was a good line. <laughs> Demetra Edwards, Milford, Massachusetts. Hello, Mr. O'Reilly. Thank you for providing the most honest news coverage. It is the only newscast I watch because it's the only one I trust. Demetra, we appreciate you saying that. Okay, uh, tomorrow night I'll be in Chicago. I'll tape the No Spin News first, get on the plane, go out to Waukegan, Illinois, Genesee Theater. Uh, 7 o'clock, I will deliver a show which will entertain and inform you. So if you're in the Chicago area and Chicago land, come out and see us. Okay, Friday, the next night, doing a benefit for Geraldo's autism charity, Life Work, L-I-F-E-W-O-R-C dot org. Been sold out. You can't wedge another person in the room, but you can give donations and really needed. These are people who are suffering. And I'm happy to do it for Geraldo. Uh, Killing the Killers out May 3rd. If you order it in advance from BillOReilly.com, we will give you a free regret your 2020 vote sticker. You get that free with a pre-order. You will get the book first. It comes out May 3rd, coming up fast. Word of the day, do not be per. Perfidious, P-E-R-F-I-D-I-O-U-S. No, don't be perfidious. Back with a final thought in a moment. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. Do you have trouble sleeping? Once in a while, I do. Um, but I have strategies. Because I work a lot and, you know, buzzing around in my head and all of that. Um, so let me give you the stats. 70% of all American adults say they have trouble sleeping at least once a month. Okay. Sleep related problems affect up to 70 million of us. 11% of American adults don't sleep at all. Hardly ever. That's crazy, right? Okay. Two tips. Actually three. Do not watch television. I know that you doze, but no, no. If you read a book, after a while, your eyes will get a little heavy and you'll fall asleep. I'm a voracious reader. I have to be. And I just get in. I got stacks on my nightstand. And I read. Sometimes I read more than others, but I always go like this. But what I've been doing lately, if I don't feel like reading, if I've had a very intense day, is I'm listening to music. Now, on YouTube, you can get anybody. Anybody. It's amazing. 
Okay, you don't have to put a CD in or a track. You don't have to do any of that. So I'm listening to Sade, S-A-D-E now. The woman is just brilliant. It's, it's smooth jazz type stuff. Here it is. Go. So, for some reason, she relaxes then. That music relaxes. Now, classical music does whatever you like. But you get somebody you don't like, but they have to have tunes, no rap. You know, rap's not going to put you to sleep. So, recap, no TV. Reading, excellent. And then find some artist, you know, smooth, put it on, be surprised. Go like that. All right? Final thought. Thanks for watching the No Spin News and listening as well. We'll see you tomorrow.